You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to Hit the Books Clash of Champions pay-per-view special. We are the only show that books weekly fantasy booking matches of Raw and SmackDown. But today, we are here booking a version, our version, the best version of Clash of Champions. I'm your host, as always, Ryan Nightsey. With me, as always, is the Wendy's Warrior, Mikey McFreddy. Mikey McFreddy. Mikey, how are you doing, my friend? Welcome to Clash of Champions. I'm doing good, and I'm full of spicy nugs as oh, the Wendy's Warrior. The Wendy's Warrior I, spicy nugget, Mikey Manfredi. I, I am but a skin suit full of spicy nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the boogeyman in Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> when you unzip me, it's like it's not bugs; it's just spicy chicken nuggets. That's exactly what I was, the reference I was trying to get to, and he beat me to it. Oh man, the boogeyman, but he's just a bunch of spicy nuggets. <laughs> That's what a, me. Whatever crossover, like. I was thinking, it was like, what a crossover potential for marketing commercials that uh, they can do around Halloween. But then I was like, well, that might that might be a bad thing to tell kids, like, hey, come get these spicy nuggets. They're all hidden inside this this dirty they're bag all, of a human. They're all hidden inside of you all the time. It's all hidden inside this dirty bag of a creature. <laughs> to get spicy nuggets, we must rip him open. We must rip him over, open we like a pinata. We must rip the creature open. We must tear the creature asunder and take the spicy nuggets out of its guts. Mikey, it is Clash of Champions here today, this pay-per-view special. We've been building this show up for the past four weeks, uh, and we got a huge slated card here for you all today. I'm definitely excited. Uh, Clash of Champions, I've always liked the pay-per-view because, well, it's to me, the pay-per-view with Clash of Champions has always been a weird pay-per-view because it's like the whole premise is like, Every title's on the line. But then I look at like other pay-per-views, and I'm like, well, for the most part, other pay-per-views have every title on the line. But I don't know why this is like the gimmick of this pay-per-view. Uh, well, wait. it's not the gimmick of our pay-per-view. Yeah, that's why I broke it. Uh, but what, generally, what are your thoughts on just like the Clash of Champions gimmick, every title on the line format, I guess? Bring back the championship scramble, you cowards. Was that at Clash of Champions? I remember that was at Unforgiven. So. I, th- I thought it was like a big. I thought it was like it became the Clash of Champions thing one year. I remember that was at Unforgiven. Uh, I'm looking it up now, but I, you. By the way, that championship scramble match, uh, the one with the Brian Kendrick. Uh, Brian Ke- Brian Kendrick is a WWE champion. Yes, uh, that one is on. That was at Un- Unforgiven, and that one was at. Um, uh, is on YouTube, by the way. I don't know why I thought it was a Clash of Champions thing. Yeah, it's definitely an Unforgiven. There was Weird. two ma- un- scramble matches at <laughs> Unforgiven. Why do they do that? 
They, for the they first did, time ever. Title. For the first time ever, they did a. They did one for both of the main titles. <laughs> they did it for the ECW and the WWE Championship. Or not. Uh, what are you saying? ECW is a main title. It's just weird how they decided WWE and ECW instead of WWE. Wasn't the World Heavyweight around at that time? They yep. didn't do it for that? Nope. Was unfor- was it even on the card? Let's find out. Was this Unforgiven 2008? I missed that title, by the way. The World Heavyweight title was one of the nicest belts in WWE, hands down. The big gold. Big gold big gold bad boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a nice, it's a nice pretty belt. That's uh, like... For me, when someone like mentions a championship belt, that's that's what I picture in my head. Is that heavyweight yes, champion? Oh. Same, same. And maybe that's also like who we are and what our ages are, I guess as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, results. Let's see. The world heavyweight championship. Wait, was in a hold on? Was there three scrambles? There was. There were three scrambles. There was three scrambles. It was an ECW WWE world heavyweight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the championship scramble. For the ECW title was uh, Matt Hardy, Guerrero, Finley, Mark Henry, and The Miz. You know what's funny? I have like a vague memory of watching this, actually. Me too. Uh, I I think I was around for these matches, and I remember watching them. The WWE Championship was Triple H, Brian Kendrick, Jeff Hardy, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin. What a a spread. And then the World Heavyweight Championship, which was vacant at the time, was Jericho, Batista, Kane, JVL, and Mysterio. That's a that's a match. that's a that's a lineup right there. I would say that the the heavyweight one is a is a match and a half. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, that's a good match right there. All the other ones are like, who ended up winning that? Who ended up winning all these matches? Matt Please Hardy won the ECW title. Yes, I remember that. Um, Triple H won the WWE title. Okay. And Chris Jericho won the vacant world heavyweight. This is Chris Jericho during his Shawn Michaels feud. Okay. Or the beginning of it? I don't remember. Either way, Chris Jericho wins it. Bring back the championship scramble. Make it a Clash of Champions thing. I mean, we don't do Unforgiven on the show since we're just following WB's actual pay-per-view cycle. But in theory, Mikey, you could book yourself a championship scramble match. Interesting. <laughs> I thought the what concept... What have I done? Was, what have I done? A lot of people hated, hated on it. I thought the concept was cool. It felt very TNA. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Like the like the reverse battle royals and like King of the Mountain matches. Like it felt very TNA. Wait, 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 wait. Is there a reverse battle royal? You have to throw people into the ring. Yes. No, what? it's it, well, it's not. You have to throw people into the ring. Everyone's trying to get into the ring. Wow. So you have to stop people from entering the ring. Under the bottom rope. <laughs> yes, I've seen a reverse battle royal. You have you have to enter the ring under the bottom rope, or else it doesn't count. If you go in over the top, you it doesn't count. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, reverse battle royal begins with wrestlers surrounding the ring, and inside, instead of inside it, at the start of the match, they uh, battle for half of them to get into the ring. At which point, a standard last person standing wins the battle royal. Incredible. So dumb. Uh, but yeah, technically, Mikey, you could book yourself a championship scramble. It's just a matter of if and when you do it but we're not doing championship scrambles tonight in fact we're defending every single title except for one uh at clash of champions the pay-per-view spectacular pay-per-view special so again if you're new here we're not just talking about championship scrambles looking over and remembering old things and talking about nightmare elm street characters that's the wrong movie nightmare before christmas characters 
We're here, mm-hmm. fancy booking our own version, kind of like GM mode, uh, almost exactly like GM mode, kind of like universe mode, uh, where we will fancy book our own versions as realistic as possible. And then at the end of the show, we'll hit a randomizer and make sure we make that realistic happen. You know, injuries and, and wellness policy violations or call-ups or what have you will get all that happening. Uh, Mikey, we got Clash of Champions. We, we settled the card right before we started. Do you want to go through the card uh, to present to our audience what is happening at Clash of Champions? And I will start off with the first pre-show match. Uh, we're just saying the card in order. And it is, we're opening the whole thing. Pre-show match of Sheamus defending his Intercontinental Championship versus MVP. After that, we got One Nation versus Undisputed Era defending their SmackDown Tag Team Championships still on the pre-show. Then the first match officially on the Clash of Champions pay-per-view card is Shayna Baszler defending her Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Then after that, we got Mustafa Ali versus Tommaso Ciampa for the United States Championship. Then we have the triple threat for the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley versus Casey Contenzaro and Tegan Knox versus Piper Niven and Candice LeRae. Then we got Asuka versus Ember Moon in the last woman standing match. Then we have a no-DQ match for the Raw Tag Team Championships between the Disciples and the Viking Raiders. After that, we got Nia Jackson Tamina versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Then we have a number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. That confused me somehow. Triple threat. (laughs) AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, and Aleister Black. For the number one contendership for the WWE Championship. Correct. (laughs) Very confused reading all of a sudden. That's okay. After that, we got Sasha Banks taking on Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Championship in a 30-minute Ironman match. Oh, man. <laughs> excited for that. <laughs> I'm also excited for this main event, and that's Drew McIntyre versus Adam Cole for the Universal Championship. Mikey, this goddamn card, it was a doozy to put together, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We we struggled on this one. Usually we've had a, we have like a pretty easy time knowing what match is going where. When every match title is getting defended and you want to sort of like make sure every match is like important it's real tough i'll tell you that much yeah um well let's get into the show let's get into the actual show let's start figuring out and tell the audience and figuring out what the results are mikey we're still opening the show off again like we said with the pre-show match sheamus versus mvp for the intercontinental championship of course sheamus is the ic champion mvp returning to wwe officially in this universe goes on to win an entire Number one contenders tournament, but then gets bro kicked by Sheamus last Monday. Mikey, I have to tell you who the winner is. Is it Sheamus MVP? What's your guess? You know what? I don't know. This is a hard one for me. <laughs> is it King Corbin? <laughs> yes, it's King Corbin. King Corbin's gonna interfere, make this a triple threat, and win. That's my pick. He's gonna he's gonna come in, cash in his crown. That's my official that's my official pick. It's King Corbin. Well, it's not gonna be King Corbin. The winner is Retaining his Intercontinental Championship, it is Sheamus. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, again, this was supposed to be Chad Gable versus Sheamus. <laughs> I don't remember who I had winning that match, but uh, this worked as sort of a holdover. Like, okay, you know what? I have the returning MVP. You know, he can do the tournament. He can win it. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, I need some sto- I need some sort of stories happening in the IC title division right now because nothing's really happening, uh, and I understand that I need to do that, and I'm working on it. And I'm already in the process of working on it. This is actually right. step two of that process, <laughs> surprisingly. 
All right. Well, next up, we got One Nation versus Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era defending their tag team championships. But uh, do you mind if I throw a little promo in here? Please. Oh, not a promo, a little like uh, seggy, seggy. Please. It almost feels like you need to, seeing that how Undisputed Era defending their titles and uh, Kyle Riley uh, and Adam Cole are the only healthy members, or I guess Ruby Wright as well, but the only healthy men members of Undisputed Era. So One Nation come to their ring with microphones. Uh, with Well, I guess Cruz has the microphone because Cruz has been the mouthpiece of One Nation for a while now. This is tr- This is true. Cruz grabs a microphone and he says, what? Oh, I'm not gonna think. I'm not gonna. Are you gonna freestyle this promo? Yeah. Yeah, baby, give me that freestyle. Hit me with that freestyle. After what happened Friday night, we took out Undisputed Era, and we took out Bobby Fish. There's no way he can defend his titles since Kyle O'Reilly is only but one man. One man, one <laughs> nation. <laughs> we believe. That they must forfeit, and by default, we become the tag team champions. And then Kyle O'Reilly comes out and says, whoa, 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 not so fast. I do have someone to help me defend these titles. And then he points to the entrance ramp, and Adam Cole makes his entrance. Yes, it is indeed going to be Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole defending against One Nation for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. An, un- an undisputed era gets the win and de- retains their titles. Okay, I mean it makes sense. That makes sense. Undisputed era getting the win. You know what would have been great if undisputed era were the babyfaces here. You know what would have been a great moment, Mikey? What? Uh, Kyle Riley c- pulls out Oni Lorcan. That would have been very good. That would have been very good. But uh, uh, <laughs> we'll get both. But they're they are the heels. I wish. I wish I could have honestly all of me wishes I could have done um uh Kyle O'Reilly and Ruby Riot <laughs> defending against One Nation. That would have been great. That's what I want. That's... that's like that's like that's like the universe I want. Just know, just know world that in a WWE in Mikey's WWE universe, he has Ruby Riot in this match. I have Ruby Wright in this match defending the tag team championships against One Nation. Or you or you call back up Mike Canellis, you know, we'll rehire you. And we'll put you back on Undisputed Era. <laughs> Why not? There you go, Mike. You did it. Stop fighting Nick Aldis and start fighting Apollo Crews and Akira Tozawa. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't get to have my universe. Because WWE is too scared to do intergender matches. Ooh, but, and scramble matches. And <laughs> just scramble matches. Uh, I like, so I, I think, yeah, I think this was sort of the pickle. It, and that's always happens with our pre-show matches. I think the pre-show matches are always like the most obvious results. Because um, it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, we're just doing it as a way to get through the next thing. Mm. Uh, I just be there. You kind of, we kind of stuck in the pickle here with uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish both being injured. If Bobby Fish wasn't injured, would there have been a different result, Mikey? I don't think so. I think it still would have been undisputed error retaining. Okay, that makes sense. Moving on to bigger and better things, bigger and better challengers. Mm. Yeah. Which I'm, and that's what I think for me is the more interesting thing, is who would be the next challenger for the title. Indeed. Plus, you also have Adam Cole in the pre-show, and he's in the main event as well. So, uh, two-time, two-night, two-match two night. Two, two, another two-match night for Adam Cole. Yes. Just like... Just like the night he won the North American Championship in the exactly. in its first match. Exactly. Let's speaking of first match. Let's move on to the first match of the Clash of Champions pay per view. Shayna Baszler 
versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Champion. Mikey, I teased at the beginning, Naomi is not with Bianca Belair here. Uh-oh. So, But uh, the match begins. Of course, this feud has sort of been... Because remember how this match came about, Mikey, is that this match was, in a way, supposed to be a triple threat for the briefcase following SummerSlam. But because Baszler cashed in, that did not happen, and this turned into a singles match. It was a bold booking choice for you to make a match for the briefcase when the briefcase can be cashed in literally whatever. Hey, and just you know, immediately void your match. Hey, you know, I wanted to uh, give a little tease, and hopefully I took some fish with that hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you couldn't say I wanted to throw out some bait. You had to say I wanted to give a tease to try to catch some fish. Like, you like, you, like tried to combine two things. <laughs> That is that is me ultimately. Is that I don't I don't pick the obvious thing. I just combine two things to make my own and be like, yeah, well, that's what I meant to do. Um, so Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, uh, Naomi is nowhere to be seen. So it sucks for her because she uh, lost to Baszler and she sh- drew the short straw and she's not in this what was originally a triple threat. Now it's not anything. Ba- Baszler and Bianca. Uh, but the match here goes as follows. Uh, Shayna Baszler gets the win. Naomi does try to enter during the match, but it does not work. Baszler still gets the win. Baszler retains the Raw Women's Championship. All right. All right, all right. So Naomi does a failed interference. It doesn't backfire. It doesn't backfire, but it doesn't help, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shayna Baszler gets the win and retains the title. Thoughts on that, Mikey? Okay. I like it. I mean, I like Shayna Baszler winning. It makes sense. Uh, I, I honestly, a small part of me was hoping Bianca Belair gets the win here, yeah, but Shayna Baszler did just pick up that title. So it makes sense that the, the, the defense here. Yeah. I, I, I like the, I really wanted Bianca Belair to win the title and I think she'll win it eventually. Maybe. Sure. And that's not a prediction. That's <laughs> eh, a premise. Then you missed up the line, Ryan. <laughs> what, that's a bait. No, that's you, up for Paul, debate. Paul Heyman is on Raw. Who? That's not a prediction. It's a spoiler, Ryan. Is that his line? Is that a catchphrase that he does? Paul Heyman? Yeah. Where have you been? Yes. <laughs> I've been in. I've been in my own that's universe. Not a obviously, prediction. it's a spoiler. That's not a prediction. That's a Carfax. <laughs> that's but that's like a that's that's been like Paul Heyman's like thing lately. Instead of is the... it? <laughs> Yeah. Is this another one of those that's, Selena Vega, the, Hurricane Rana gimmicks? Roman, that was the big reveal with Roman Reigns turning heel when oh. he said he's going to win the Universal Championship. And he said, that's not a Roman was like, that's not a prediction. Looks at Paul Heyman next to him and he goes, it's a spoiler. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I feel like there's another one of those. I don't Selena even Vega watch I mean, I guess me neither. I keep up with it, but uh, I don't. I literally have no memory of even ever saying that. He says it a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'll take your word for it, but I'm not saying you're not wrong. I'm just saying I've never heard it. I'm, and I'm just shocked that you've never heard it, considering how much Paul Heyman talks. I mean, you would think I would have used that line whenever I had Paul Heyman yeah. on this goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was a catchphrase of his. Anyways, yeah, it is. 
Yeah, Baszler wins here. I also agree with you that Bianca could be a great champion one day, but it's not her time yet because of Baszler. Uh, I'm interested to see where Baszler goes next to defend the title. Um, I think she could, you know, she Baszler has some heavy challengers potentially in this division. So uh, look out for Baszler. Let's move on to the next match. Mikey, I'm excited for it. This is an interesting match to me. Yeah, this next match, we have Mustafa Ali taking on our new United States champion, Tommaso Ciampa, after he took it from Pete Dunne. Whew, this is a match. I'm very this excited about it. This is a god dang match. This match, I feel like, is very good. It However, is. it is. This is a match that's like the workhorse match. You know, this is mm-hmm. like the PWG match on the card. At the end of the day, though, at the end of this match, Tommaso Ciampa takes home the victory and ah. retains his United States championship. Ah, dang. I have plans for Mustafa Ali. You have, I have plans for Mustafa. I have plans for Mustafa. It makes sense. You know, you you have Tommaso Ciampa move to SmackDown, beats the United States champion for the championship cleanly. He's got to retain in a way. Mm-hmm. Upsetting, but uh, it makes sense. And I, and I hope that... I, I described this as the workhorse match, and I really think it would be. I think this is the match that's sort of like the re-debut, in a way, of Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, yeah, don't forget, Mustafa Ali, she, he's he's here to play. Yeah. I like it. Well, Mustafa let's, Ali is always here to play. Well, let's move on to the next match. That is the Women's Tag Team Championship Triple Threat. Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, defending their titles against the team of Casey Contenzaro and Tegan Knox. Thank you, Sean Laraway, former guest, for booking this match with us. And Piper Niven and Candice LeRae over on SmackDown. Mikey, we don't have... It's a triple threat, inter-brand, uh, interdimensional uh, uh, match here. So we don't really have the winners. So we're going to decide. You and I have to figure out who's going to win. Do you have any... What's your What's your opinion? What's your thing like- here? I like the brands being different dimensions and well, to obviously. get and for them all to come together they must all go through a wormhole. Yes, they all got they all got fed up into a wormhole and they've all got spit ate up and spit out. <laughs> spit out in Clash of Champions. And hopefully they won't get booed off stage. <laughs> all right, this is kind of this is this match is uh kind of interesting circumstances, right? Uh I think we 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 both have our horses in this race. We have you have Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. I have Piper Niven and Candice LeRae. This is true. And then Sean Sean slash Zach Batista have Casey Cottonzaro and Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who do we want to win? Honestly, I think the SmackDown. Or, sorry, I think the women's tag team title should stay on Raw. Is what I was trying to say. Okay, I'm. Hmm. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. I I'm okay with that. Giving them. I, I, the reason I'm okay with them winning is to have another retention for them, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember all the times they defended the title. It also it also feels like they've been a tag team the longest, and Piper Niven and Ray just got together, so it would be it would be kind of weird if they won. And but also to be fair, we have no idea how long Casey Contenzaro and Tegan Knox have been. Uh, That's true. A team. That's true. Is there any reason to give it to the NXT team? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't see a reason other than like getting rid of the women's tag team titles for both brands for a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. And also it would be I, the first time to have that happen. 
I feel like it's Liv Morgan Rhea Ripley retain here. I sort of agree with that. Um, Liv Morgan. How many how many times have they defended the title? Now that I think about it, how many times have they actually defended this thing? When did they win it? Did they win it at Extreme Rules? Yes, they won it. At, maybe yes. No, no, they did not. They were yes, they, no, they no. Defended at yes. Extreme Rules. They won it at some point. I want them to defend the title, and I like the idea of them defending the title here. Mm-hmm. So I, I would agree with you. Let's do Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. I think that's a good pick. Right. Cool, uh, cool. I and, that, and that's my whole thing is like I want to build them up a little bit and in a unit. Uh, I think uh, storyline wise, I'll say that there's some moments of miscommunication between Morgan and Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, they haven't wrestled since the last pay per view. Uh, and also they haven't act- well no Liv Morgan last wrestled at SummerSlam Rhea Ripley hasn't wrestled until the week before that they haven't done a tag team match together since still scrolling back since um, the week after the Raw after Extreme Rules alright so they, they've been gone for quite a while but uh, let's yeah, get another defenseman it's been a minute so I'm glad they're defending here <clears throat> it's been a hot sec so let's yeah. uh, get them in. And I, I think they're a good team, but there are, there's going to be moments of miscommunication um, Interesting. between them for story reasons. Interesting. Which I, I was going to be in there no matter what, but uh, you know, now I'm just going to say it as well. Thoughts on that? Any, any thoughts on that as I write this out, Mikey? I'm interested in what you just said <laughs> about about the, there, there being some miscommunications between them, but they still pick up the win. Yes. That's all I can say, I guess, because the story has to unfurl out from there. there. Uh, well, let's move on to the next match, Mikey. Asuka, Ember Moon, last woman standing. Yeah, this match is uh, one of the matches I've been hyping for a couple of weeks now. Uh, Ember Moon came back and attacked Asuka after being gone for a long time. Uh, this came this back feels more aggressive like... and a little more evil. This feels like the end of the feud. This feels like the 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 point, the climax of the feud, if you will. Yeah. And in this match, Ember Moon picks up the victory. Really? You didn't. The way I've been building it up, you didn't think Ember Moon was going to win. It makes sense. It makes sense. I I didn't know who I was going to. I I didn't have like a prediction of who I thought was going to win here, but Ember Moon make winning it makes sense. That does make it very intriguing about the Banks and Bailey situation. Makes we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later in the card. But that it makes it very interesting because then you got Ember Moon versus Bailey to get back her title, which I think is interesting. Uh, well, hold on. Did Ember Moon ever have the title? Now that I think about it, no. Who? So she can go after the title that she she lost her opportunity against against Oscar. Hmm. But then, if Banks wins, then we have it. Then we have an interesting, interesting little arc coming. Then we have a li- little interesting moment there happening, and I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, I'm looking up the championship history real quickly on htb.com. That's right. I'm doing a plug mid-show. HTB <laughs> Pod, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It was Bailey, and then Asuka. Before that was Baszler. SmackDown Women's Championship, by the way, a lot of Charlotte Flair in here. <laughs> Charlotte Good to Flair, know. Charlotte Flair was the champion four times since Good. we had the ti- we had her in 
at the after SummerSlam 2018. Good to know. But yeah, I just noticed that. Uh, Ember Moon, uh, I I think it's a good, good solid choice to win here, and I think that makes the I think because I think it makes the Banks Bailey match even more interesting, and I think that's what you're going for. So I enjoy mm-hmm. it. I like it a lot. I think it's a good decision. Thank you. Um, it, is there a certain spot that uh, causes the last woman standing 10 seconds to happen? <sighs> I w- I've been trying to think about this. It can't just be like an eclipse, right? Like, I think it has to be something bigger, something more reminiscent of Ember Moon getting her vengeance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's one point where Ember Moon hits like a Death Valley Driver almost off of a ladder through the announce table. Oh, oh, dang! Yeah. Oh, dang! Death Valley Driver, an fu off the off the, off the ladder <laughs> through the table. Yeah, there's not really a cool way to do like the eclipse in some sort of big spot moment. Yeah, because then Ember Moon just hurts herself. Yeah, that's all it is. And Ember Moon just wrecks her tailbone. Yeah, that's all it is. So yeah, that's like the problem with Ember Moon. Is that what other what other big moves does she have that I can I can't really think of any other moves that she has. But, yeah, uh, it's either going to be the Death Valley Driver or that th- or that like um where they have them on their back. You know, I, I don't know what the name of that move is. They have them on their back. but like like they have their head like by their hip and like they have them on they have them like. Air raid Around crash, maybe. I, I believe you're talking about the air raid crash. I be, I want to say, yes, that's the one. Well, there we go. The air, air raid. raid crash. Yeah, it was either going to be a, a Death Valley Driver or an air raid. You know what? Air raid crash. No DVD. No no DVD. No DVD. Get that. We're going straight Blu-ray uh, on this one. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I set I set you up and you spiked it. I knew it. Well, I guess <laughs> I'm doing my I'm doing my Mario Ronaldo impression. Throw out the no DVD. Death Valley Driver. It's an air raid, air raid crash off the ladder instead through the table. Throwing out the DVD for the Blu-ray copy of the Eclipse Twilight movie. Mauro Ronaldo. Brian, <laughs> what's the next match? The next match, Mikey, is the Viking Get Raiders. The Viking Raiders with Daniel Bryan in their corner taking on the Disciples Mastiff and Murphy with Rollins in the corner. This is a no disqualification match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Bowling over a little bit of a weeks now. Uh, there was a Raw Tag Team Championship match two weeks ago on Raw where that ended in a disqualification where Rollins got involved. Plus, it's a no DQ match, so I'm sure Rollins will get involved as well as Daniel Bryan. Uh, so that makes me very intrigued, uh, to say the least. Uh, the match, of course, going back and forth. This is a violent match. Maybe not as violent as the last one was standing, but lots of chairs, kendo sticks, maybe a table here and there. Uh, in this no disqualification match. But all in all, the Disciples retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. All right. Mikey, thoughts on that? I like it. I think it makes sense. I like the Disciples winning here, continuing their dominant run as Tag Team Champions, uh, and keeping keeping their, like, their mystique of Seth Rollins being their god and leading them to victory alive, you know? After the match. Rollins and the Disciples start beating down uh, the team of Viking Raiders and Brian. Does someone make a someone very very reminiscent of previous times when this has happened? Someone's gonna make the save, Mikey. Tell me who is it gonna be? It's gonna be 
Edge probably. Correct. Edge comes out <laughs> to make the save. Uh, uh, Edge and Daniel Bryan end up doing some like cool double team maneuvers with like the running knee and the spear and whatnot. And then they both pick up the Raw Tag Team Championships <gasps> and raise them up over the Disciples Gasp. and Rollins. Edge and Daniel Bryan, the two boys whose careers both almost ended in neck injuries, who came back miraculously as a tag team. The Miracle Kids. The Miracle Kids. Brian and Edge. The Miracle Guys. The Miracle Gods. (laughs) The the Miracles. The The Miracles. The Miracle on 34th Street. Incredible. Uh, Edge and Brian have made it known that they want the Raw... They're interested. They want the Raw Tag Team Championships. Yes, Rollins uh, has been downed. Edge and Brian going for the gold, baby. Going for the gold. I love it. I love that tag team. Yes. And nothing makes me excited to announce. Uh, the match the Match isn't like an official announcement, folks, but uh, I just want to also announce that after this match, Mikey, this is the moment in like the pay-per-view when they're like, and next next month, next pay-per-view cycle, it's going to be Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. So I'm not saying get excited, folks, but get excited. <laughs> ah! Hell in a Cell. Edge you know what? That, that, that makes me more nervous than excited because, like I said, it is the two neck injury boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And right after that is TLC. <laughs> 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 it's just pain and torture for these guys. Uh, hey, but that's that's them's the breaks, I guess. Mikey, thoughts on that whole moment? It sounds like you're excited. It sounds like you're on the I'm, hype train with me. I'm I'm I am on the hype train with you. I think that's a great moment. I think uh, Edge saving Edge saving the team, and then him and Brian giving each other the look of like, huh? Let's do huh? this, baby. Huh? Let's do this. Huh? Me and you, we can do this. Uh-huh. Me and you, tag team, let's get it. Yeah, baby. I And also just like a complete 180 of like kind of what happened at SummerSlam as well with Brian making the save. Instead, now it's Edge making the save. Mm-hmm. Um, or also, I think it was also the the Monday afterwards where it was the same sort of thing. Was it the Monday afterwards? It was some sort it's of just thing. So, to me, it's just so nice that it's just two of two two guys who like miraculously recovered and brought their careers back. That mm-hmm. two guys who were told they would never wrestle again together wrestle wrestling together. Yep, as a team. Also, you what know, a dream I think that's team. dope. What a dream team in any sort of century, right? Daniel Bryan and Edge. It sounds like one of those teams you make on like WWE when you're like bored with your friends and you're like, who? What two random people can I throw together? That would be cool. Edge, Daniel. Well, I mean, that's exactly what I've done. But I've also got it's history like... on my side, baby. <laughs> It's like 99 Edge and Daniel Bryan. I don't know. It's perfect. It's perfect. There we go. Uh, Let's roll right into the next match, Mikey. It is another tag team match between Nia Jax and Tamina versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. The first match ever of Bliss Cross. Bliss Cross! Versus Jax and Tamina. That's just such a... That's a good tag team name, can I just say? It's pretty good. Take him up with. That's a pretty. It's, it's a pretty simple one. <laughs> it's pretty simple, but like it's like sometimes sometimes the simple option that's right there is the best one. This is true. This is true. 
Uh, I will say, though, however, uh, they are not enough on the same page. No miscommunication or anything. Uh, you know, this is their first time teaming against yep. family, right? Makes I sense. Think, I think it's Makes family. sense. Jack, Jack, are Nia Jackson to me a family? I don't think. Are I they? Don't know. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to look this up. Uh, but at the they are end, in kayfabe now. They could be like distant second cousins. This is true. Uh, Nia Jax and Tamina get the win here. All right. I think that, I, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. As no. much as I love Bliss Cross, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, you know, you're, you're starting out with them. You know, you gotta, yeah. uh, they're both Samoan. So I don't know. They're, they're of the Samoan heritage. Uh, Indeed. but Nia Jax and Tamina get the win over Bliss Cross here. Like you said, it, it, it it makes sense. We all want Bliss Cross to win here, but it you know we got to build up a little bit. Yeah, we got to build up to that eventual win. And I Indeed. know it's and I know it's coming, folks. I know it's coming. I know it's coming soon. Ryan knows he's the Booker. He's the Nostradamus of booking. I am the Nostradamus of booking. I can see. I can see far into the eye. My third Matt Seidel tripping and falling eye. <laughs> I can see far into it. Also, by the, the way, eye that messed up the move I do my, my signature move that I do all the time. By the way, AEW Dynamite is doing a uh, Tuesday late night Dynamite after the playoffs um, special episode, and they're gonna have Matt Seidel versus Sean Spears. And I was like, great! And Matt Seidel was doing like the prayer signs, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But then they also announced uh, a great match that I can't wait to see: Scorpio Sky versus Ben Carter. Ooh. And Ben Carter was doing the same sort of prayer signs, and I was like, "Hold on, what about tag a team incoming?" It was like, "What about a team of Matt Seidel and Ben Carter?" New tag team incoming. I was like, "Oh, oh my god, oh my god!" I started freaking <laughs> out. I started freaking out at, by myself in my house. Oh my god, I was so happy. And my cat was like, "What is up, dude?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it, dude. Don't worry it. about it." Now we got to see Edge versus Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Edge and Daniel Bryan versus Matt Seidel and Ben Carter. Perfect. Give it to me, baby. Uh, oh, wait. We're going to. I got a third match, by the way. You got a third match. You got AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns versus Aleister Black for the number one contendership for that WWE title where the champion is mysteriously gone. Yes. Uh, this is. Um, this came about because Roman Reigns paid off the Usos and the LLC to kidnap uh, Keith Lee. We have not seen Keith Lee since. Have we seen any of the other members? Yeah, we saw all of the other members at the week after that. So, but we have we didn't see them anymore after that. So, we don't know where Keith Lee is. There is no champion. He is a WWE champion, so he obviously can't defend it. Roman Reigns is holding the WWE Championship hostage here. Does AJ Styles cut a promo before this match? And he's like, "Well, before congratulations to Oscar. Now I'm gonna go take on Roman and Alster and Alster and Al and Big Al <laughs> and Big Al." <laughs> Big Al, Big Dog, Roman, and Oscar. Uh, Sorry to Oscar's loss last night, or or a little earlier tonight, but I can't wait to take on Roman. Roman, the Roman Empire. (laughs) Uh, They all stare. Triple triple threat match, number one contenders. It's the best thing I can do since there's no WWE champion to defend. That's what I get. For getting randomized. Thank you, Sean. This is the match. If you anyone think about Listen, this you match, got randomized for a controversial moment. No one, literally no one said you. This is all no Sean's one was like, fault. No one told you to kidnap your WWE champion. This is all Sean's Not fault. Not a single person. He rolled the randomizer on me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that meme where it's like, no one. 
Not a single person. Literally nobody. Ryan, I'm going to kidnap my Universal <laughs> Champion. Or my WWE Champion. I'm going to kidnap Keith Lee. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap Keith Lee in the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> uh, yeah, so triple threat match here. Big time matchup between the three guys. The three guys have been pushing. Uh, and I will say here, to go with the theme of everything, Roman Reigns gets the win. All right. Uh, and to be honest, he also pins AJ Styles. Okay. So Roman Reigns gets the win. Uh, thoughts on that, Mikey? Thoughts of what I was doing here? Uh, I like it. I like it. I like the idea of this match happening. Um, and I'm very interested to see where the story goes. Like for sure, I'm very interested to see what Keith Lee thinks about this when he when he reappears finally. <laughs> Yes, Roman Reigns, now the number one contender for the WWE Championship. That he's that he's currently holding. That he's currently holding on behalf of Keith Lee. On behalf of Keith. Uh, on behalf of the kidnapped Keith Lee. Yes. I I I have and we talked about this as a, like for me, this pay per view was a building pay per view, if that makes sense. Interesting. I'm building Usually a lot of pay per views are the big blow off. I'll be honest. The, this the is this is a building pay per view. Very interesting. I, I well, let me let me look at this. Let me look at this. Uh, one, uh, two, three, four. All of my matches are building to something else. All right. All of these matches are building. Very to interesting. They are not. None of these matches for me are the pinnacle, the climax of stories. They are all. They are all uh, building to something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now that I realize that. Well, there you I'm go. Very folks. excited to see what they're building too. Yes. Well, Hell in a Cell is next pay per view cycle, so that's probably it. That's <laughs> probably it. Uh but yes, Roman Reigns gets the win here. And that's not it for Raw for me, baby. Let's we got two more SmackDown matches. What's happening, SmackDown? Alright, next up we got Sasha Banks versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship in that thirty minute Iron Man match. Whew. My, now Mikey, you don't have to tell me like who, how people pin each other i at least want to know the final score uh, okay i do have i do have an idea for the first two falls in mind perfect tell me so the first fall comes when uh sasha banks attacks bailey from behind with a steel chair okay and immediately gets disqualified so bailey gets a point like right off the bat okay uh and then sasha but and you know how they have to like wait a minute to start before they start the next fall. Correct. In that time, Sasha Banks just absolutely beats down Bailey, like destroys Bailey. She puts her arm in the chair and like steps on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then right after that, she throws a chair out of the ring, puts Bailey in the bank statement. Bailey taps out immediately because her arm is just destroyed. Oh, so, so we start bank- off, we start off with a hot one-to-one. Hot one-to-one. <laughs> But Bailey is just just destroyed at this point. But Bailey's arm is destroyed, so she's very open to the bank statement. Let's just say this match is very reminiscent of a, a match I watched recently. Interesting. I, there was a two out of three falls match between Sheamus and Daniel Bryan uh, for the World mm. Heavyweight Championship. It the first fall is Daniel Bryan hitting Sheamus over and over, and the ref just called it disqualification. Sheamus was like down, then Bryan taps him out. Interesting. Or that's basically or what happens here. Just like, like Sasha, Sasha Banks just messes up Bailey's arm, and then 
puts her in the bank statement, and Bailey immediately taps out to eat because either A, pain, or B, she wants to save herself for the rest of the match. This is true. I'm. I, I like. I like that. This. I like the strategic tap outs in matches like this. Yes. Yeah, because you have thirty minutes. Exactly. It's like it's like don't don't hurt yourself. Don't like try to last out immediately and get that rope break or like reverse it. Just tap out, break the hold, separate, figure it out, and come back. You know. Exactly. Exactly. We'll figure it out in those thirty minutes. So it starts out one to one. Where do we end? We end. With a three to two victory. Oh, okay. And the winner with three falls is Sasha Banks. Wow. Wow. Bailey's reign has ended. Sasha Banks, the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Not only that, Mikey. No, that record's actually been broken for a long time. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, like, and Banks won at a pay-per-view. I was like, wait a second. She's done that, for, she's done that before in our universe. Um, now, now, she just has to defend it, and we're good. This is true. She just has to defend it. Bailey has been champion since June of June 14, 2020. She has now lost it to her former best friend, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks wins the match and becomes the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh, and then you got the Ember Moon situation here. Mikey, you, very before we started, you were having trouble. Was this the match where you were having trouble deciding who wins? Yes, absolutely. What What was the difficulty? If whether Bailey retains or Sasha Banks wins. Uh, I guess. <laughs> the difficulty there, there was like, the difficulty there was like, do I get Sasha Banks this win and then have this Thing with her and Ember Moon, where Ember is like not officially, but like basically the number one contender. Mm-hmm. Or do I have Bailey win and go into the obvious next feud of Ember Moon? Or do I keep, or does Bailey win and then I keep Bailey Sasha Banks going? So there was like a lot of like, it was like a, it was like a decision tree, you know? Yeah. What's the, what's the most interesting story? Yeah. It's like it's like all right. Well, if Bailey wins, I could do this, and then also if Bailey wins, I could do another thing, and then if Sasha Banks wins, I have this whole other arc, and it's like, well, you decided on Ember Moon and Sasha Banks both winning their matches. Of course, that last one was the ending wasn't a number one contenders match, but I'm sure Ember it wasn't, Moon. But I'm sure Ember Moon will be celebrating with her friend, uh, or maybe not friend, but alliance partner in a way. It's probably a better way I would I would describe that relationship, that alliance. Uh, I'm interested to see if that alliance will stay true. Uh, I I am as well. I'm very I'm very excited to 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 go with this story of Sasha Banks and Ember Moon both getting their wins because I feel like this could lead to a lot more interesting stuff. You've set it up nicely. Yeah, like you've set up pieces to now go do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm interested to find out. Hell in a Cell, baby, around the corner. It's coming. It's coming. I'm excited. Well, speaking of things I'm excited for, main event, Drew McIntyre, Adam Cole, Universal Championship, Mikey. Big time spot for Adam Cole. What's happening? Adam Cole in his second match of the night, going after the Universal Championship. Versus Drew McIntyre, who's uh, hot and fresh out the kitchen. (laughs) Hot and fresh out the trophy room. Yes. Uh 
this match is interesting to me because I didn't know what I wanted to do at first, but then I had like an like an aha moment last night. Yeah, where I was like, I was like, I was like sleeping, and I woke up, and I was like, huh, I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> and what what is that result? So, the winner of this match and retaining his Universal Championship, Drew McIntyre. Makes sense. However, oh, if I may end Clash of Champions with a moment, please. Drew McIntyre is celebrating his Universal Championship win, and Kyle O'Reilly comes out and takes and try and takes him out, and Cole and O'Reilly start beating down Drew McIntyre. But someone makes a save, <gasps> and oh. it's. Finn Balor. Not the demon, but Finn Balor. Oh, okay. Makes this makes the save on Drew McIntyre. He takes out on the Speed Era, helps Drew McIntyre to his feet, gives him a pat on the shoulder, and he leaves. Interesting. T- tense moment, I imagine. Yeah. That pat on the shoulder. I I, I felt tension there. I'm not sure if I'm imply- implying it. Applying it, I'm I'm not sure if I'm adding tension there, but I feel like there's tension. I have many questions. What happened to the demon? What is he the prince? Is his head shaved? Does he have tattoo more tattoos? It will all be explained soon. Because I have, I know, I know why. I know like what happened to the demon. Like I have in my head. Yes, the epiphany is there. And I have in my head why Balor saved Drew McIntyre. Interesting. Interesting. Very intriguing. Very intriguing. I am definitely you've got me you've you've teased me well, so I am going to be hooked and sunk. Just whether or not it's a sinker. I'm I, 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 I'm excited for this like I said, last night I had that epiphany of like, oh my god, this is it. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I like the return of uh uh uh, Finn Balor here. I think it's a nice return. From he wasn't. Him. He wasn't like injured or anything. It was no. just like he got. He got destroyed as the demon. What was the? Yeah. What was the last time we saw him? Not SummerSlam. I think the pay per view before that. Extreme Rules. Yes, I like, think that was the last time because they had that Extreme Rules match. Him and Drew McIntyre. They did. They yeah. did have an Extreme Rules match against each other. The demon was helping out Randy Orton. Yes. And now, but now the demon is gone. There is, Balor has returned. It was Finn Balor. And Balor's return helping the man who last defeated him. Yes. Current Universal Champion, Drew McIntyre. Indeed. Very intriguing. More <laughs> intrigued by the minute over here, over in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like it, same thing, and I think I I would argue when I said mentioned like the, the, there's a lot of building and setting up things. I think it kind of was as well for you of Clash of Champions. We're building and setting up things. We're coming out of SummerSlam, so we got to build up new ideas. I'm very intrigued with Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre and where that could go. And also, let's not mistaken, Cole and O'Reilly and doing anything. I don't. It doesn't appear like Cole is done, or Undisputed Era is done with going after the Universal Championship. Guess you, we'll see. You've shrugged your shoulders. 
Uh, well, that is one way to end Clash of Champions, Mikey. Shrug your shoulders and be like, we'll wait and see. The, re the return of Finn Balor. All the more reason to uh, stay tuned and uh, stay tuned and subscribe to this podcast feed so that you can get the future shows of both Raw and SmackDown on Hit the Books. Every I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to think of when the last time we saw Finn Balor, not the demon, was. Months ago. Uh, it was a Lake of Reincarnation spot. Oof. That's that's how long ago it was. It and then was... he returned as the he after all that time, he returned as the demon. Yes. And we haven't seen him as Finn Balor since. Yes, it was a late. He turned into the demon officially. In a Lake of Reincarnation spot, I believe. Mm -hmm. Was that it? He was also injured for quite a while. Yeah. But, Which is what I'm saying. He was injured for quite a while, but when he after he came back from his injury, he was the demon. Yes. Which was like last year. <laughs> He's probably was, been the demon. After, it was after we split. Yeah. No? It was, it was season three, episode four. Was Finn Balor return? As the demon? As the demon. Season 3, episode 4? Season 3, episode 4. Uh, there was a contract signing between Orton and McIntyre for a match at Money in the Bank. And the oh, demon attacked Drew McIntyre from behind. Yeah, but he was the demon before he got injured. I mean, no. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying when he returned. He returned as... I was, I'm Correct. trying to figure Correct. out when we last saw him as the man, Finn Balor. Cause he re because he returned as the demon still. Yes, this is this is correct. Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up in the archives. This is the first time we've seen Finn Balor in a while. Yes, I would maybe reckon maybe close to a year. Yeah, is probably the last time we've seen actual non-face painted Finn Balor. Would be my guess. Fun fact: Finn Balor's first match on SmackDown when we took over against Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, Balor was, let's see. Let's see. Balor was injured in a match against uh, a person at TLC for 28 weeks. Fair enough. Before that, Finn Balor enters the Lake of, uh, Finn Balor enters the Lake of Reincarnation. The demon emerges and stays, replacing Balor. This is at No Mercy pay-per-view, September 15th, 2019. Mikey, that was a year ago. A little over a year ago. A little bit when, over a year ago. Almost on the almost, almost got almost it on the on anniversary. The date. Well, relatively on the date, you could say like, "Oh, it was the Lake of Reincarnation only lasted a the Lake of Reincarnation juice only lasts a year." <laughs> wow, wow, that's crazy! A year to the almost day where Finn Balor enters Lake of Reincarnation, we only see the demon injured for a long time, comes back as the demon. Now on the year anniversary, comes back as Finn Balor. I'm very intrigued. Mm -hmm. Talk about long term storytelling. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Clash of Champions. We're not done yet. However, it is a pay-per-view. Uh, so we are going to hit the randomizer on each other, Mikey. We have a list of a ginormous list of 40-plus things where Mikey now, now must uh, just ruin each other's days with or help each other or get call-ups because I would love some call-ups 
honestly. Um, but uh, Mikey, I'm very intrigued, Mikey, uh, to hit this randomizer on you. Me as well to hit it on. I you. have my re- first result already, and it's a fairly simple one, and it might make your might make the card even better. But uh, are you ready? Gimmick match. You you must make one of these matches a gimmick match. I'm assuming not counting the last woman standing, and Iron yeah, woman. and the and the Iron Woman. Yeah, so one of your other matches, whether it be your tag titles, whether it be United States, whether it be, I guess technically you could do the women's tag team title matches, um, mm-hmm. or your Universal Championship. You gotta make it a gimmick match. What are you doing, bud? You already made a no DQ match, so that sucks. This is true. I don't just have, I don't just have that out. This is true. Um. There's only one match to me that makes sense to make it a gimmick match, but it's kind of tough. Is it the last one? Eh, maybe. That... Or the tag team I match. I was thinking the tag team match. The tag team match? But still, it could go either one. One of the two. But still, either way, it's it's a rough contender. Let's make One Nation and Undisputed Era a false count anywhere match. That I'll, Perfect. That's a perfect, perfect thing to put to it. Yeah, let's do that. Based on the brawl that happened, based on the brawl that happened, that's a perfect thing. I love that so much. Perfect. Nailed it. False count anywhere. A little bit more chaotic and Adam Cole can sort of... It sucks for Adam Cole now, but then we've also protected him as well. Mikey, that's what happens on SmackDown when I hit the randomizer right. on you. I am rolling it on you right now. And audience, the, the randomizer is the thing that every single week on our normal weekly Friday show of Hit the Books... You can vote on who had the better card, whether it be my version of Raw or Mikey version of SmackDown. The ran- this is the thing that you have the ramifications for. What, whatever vote you have, the loser gets randomized uh, and has these sort of stipulations added to their, their shows and whatnot. So uh, it's all important. I just wanted to show you, give you the example here, what this randomizer is, what it could do. Mikey, do you have the thing that I must do? I do. So, Ryan, could be worse. But you have a minor injury. Roll a D whatever. and Roll a D whatever to see what wrestler gets hurt. Then a D4 minus one to see how many weeks they're out. So at max, someone's out for three weeks. Yes, this is true. Uh, Let's see how many people I got. I got one, two, three, four, five. Women's tag team title. I'm just going to count Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. I think that's since it's only affecting Raw. Yep, sure. We got two, four, six. 8, 10, 12. I'm going to count Brian Rollins. Okay. Since it was a no DQ and I actively, and I said that they were actively involved with the match. Mm-hmm. 12, 14, 16, uh, 18, 19 wrestlers. Okay. 19 wrestlers, Mikey. You want to roll those D19s and what was it? D4 or something? Roll you with D19. Let's see. I'm it could a D four minus one. It could be worse, but uh, I I do have already some of my show booked for next Monday, so I'm concerned already. All right, it's rolling. You rolled a sixteen. Sixteen. So nineteen is black. Eighteen is Reigns. Seventeen is Styles. Sixteen is Nikki Cross. Okay. That sucks, 
but is doable. <laughs> I'm going to roll my D4 right now. My real life D4. Nikki Cross is injured for how long? Ninji, Nikki Cross is injured. I rolled a two, so she's injured for one week. For one week, a little, a little, little, a uh, little bang. A little bit of a stinger. A little bit of a stinger. She'll be okay. She just won't be clear for tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw, but she'll yes. be back all the same the week following. And that works. Be- that works for me. All. Could have been worse. Could have been way worse. That works for me. I that's good for me. I wasn't planning on using them this Monday. And and I, all I had to do was add a stipulation. So let so. Uh, it, it, all let, in all, let's take a moment. Let's just take a moment. Praise the randomizer for not hurting us too bad. Yeah. So I, next I, time, I, just just so it knows we respect it. It made the SmackDown side of the pay per view slightly better, and it hurt me, but not too bad. Yeah. Something I wasn't. I was already kind of like giving the week off, anyways. All right. Well, then it all works out. It all works out. It all works out in the end, folks. You know, these sort of ramifications. Sometimes they're really heinous, like injuring uh, a champion before a pay-per-view match. Sometimes it's uh, just one-week injury. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes them's the breaks. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. Not even this week's, but this pay-per-view special of Clash of Champions. Uh, we again thank you so much for listening in if you like what we do again you can subscribe to this podcast feed every friday we put out an episode of hit the books proper where we uh book our own versions of both raw and smackdown every single week we've been doing it for over two years now uh ever since SummerSlam 2018 we've been writing our own versions of these shows so definitely go check it out subscribe there and if you like what we do here leave a review we greatly appreciate it uh, five stars, six stars, what have you. Leave a review, leave some positive feedback. Five greatly star appreciate reviews it. or six five-star reviews. Uh, uh, also, follow us on Twitter, at HitTheBooksPod. We got lots of weird thoughts on the world of professional wrestling, so why not go follow them all over on Twitter, at HitTheBooksPod. We also have an Instagram, which I believe is HitTheBooksPod as well, but you can go check that out as well. Uh, yes. Go to our YouTube channel. You can see video versions of the podcast as well. What else, Mikey? What else do we have to plug, Mikey? What do you? What do you, uh, what do you have to plug, my dude? Well, well I just want to plug my the, the new show here on the Hit the Books Network called Independent Waters that comes out every Wednesday with me and Zach Batista, where we review independent wrestling matches on a scale of miss out, meh, or mark out. Uh, so tune in to see that every week here on the Hit the Books Network or on its own independent feed over on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to leave a review there too while you are leaving a review for us. Yes. Episode 2 is out already. You can go check that out. Episode 1 and 2. And also you can see all the matches. Obviously. You can check mm-hmm. out all the matches there uh, and watch them themselves. So you can get follow along in a way. It's a really good show so go check that out. It's also on this feed so you can always check that out. Uh, that is it for this week's episode. For this pay-per-view special of Clash of Champions, we'll be back with an all-brand-new episode of Raw and SmackDown this Friday on Hit the Books, uh, and we'll be building towards Hell in a Cell. I'm excited. You know I'm excited. You can't really... Can you hear my voice? Can you hear it? Am I gosh dang voice? How excited we are for Hell in a Cell. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm calling Paul Bearer-esque. Uh, thank you, everybody. Again, I'm very excited for Hell in a Cell. I already have three of the matches already planned, and I'm very excited for it. Nice. Uh, so stay tuned up until then, folks. We'll see you next time. Up until then, we've got two words for you.
Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast.